Welcome to Get Your Swag Back with Steve Clements. This podcast is a brash, barrier-breaking, unapologetic look at the modern male, his masculinity, and the lies he is taught on how to attract, date, and act in relationships with women. We uncover and expose the problems men have in the dating arena, especially after a bad breakup or divorce, and show them how to set their ship straight. We also look into the mind of women and why they may stay with one man versus another, unveil the secret language of women, teach you women speak, and the positive traits that women come running to when they see you in the modern masculine man. Make your comeback, take your balls back, and get your swag back. All right, all right, all right, guys. Steve, back on track, getting our swag back, taking our balls back, making a comeback. I got a great guest here today. This guy is a deep tissue massage therapist. He is a guy that uh, has done some great things in his life. He's done some nature and wilderness stuff. I'll let him tell you about it and just turned his life around in a certain period in our, our lifetimes that changed a lot of people's lives. And we'll go over that. But guys, I want to welcome into the studio, Dan Desmond. Welcome, Dan. Hey, 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 hey. Thanks, Steve. Thanks so much. Yes, sir, man. All right. All right. Well, Dan, let's. Let's go over what you do a little bit and then talk a little bit, get a little bio on how you grew up and maybe what transformational things in your life happened to you that made you turn things around. Sure, sure. Well, I live here in Tucson, Arizona. It's uh, bright and sunny right now. And I was just out <laughs> doing some yard work, like the, the man's man stuff. <laughs> it's more because my fiance was like, you know, that, that yard really needs some cleanup. <laughs> we got clients coming in here. So... <laughs> So yeah, I uh, actually, my fiance Valerie and I, we just recently opened a uh, bodywork studio in our backyard. We uh, spent the last four months having it built. Right. And so we just started seeing clients about a week and a half ago. Super psyched about that. Congrats. And so moving, I've yeah, been an entrepreneur in the, in the bodywork field for, uh, I started 19 years ago, worked for somebody else for a couple of years. And then about a year and a half into it, just, I was like, this is not for me. I need to work for myself. Just independent minded <laughs> man. Exactly. And, uh, I wanted to make bigger imprint and impact for my clients and, and I want to make more money. So it was like, all right, let's, let's do this. You're a boss, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> so we talked a little bit earlier about your wilderness expedition and I, I, I'm really interested in what you did. Like what happened to make you like want to dive into that area of your life? Right. So I was telling Steve earlier that uh, I lived in the middle of the bush, the Alaskan bush for a year on a remote island in Prince William Sound. And kind of the how I got there story was, I guess it started in, you know, I was a suburban kid. I grew up in Long Island, like total Southern Long Island accent was super thick. I had my gold chains, my, you know, <laughs> boom, I got my little collar going on, Don Johnsonville <laughs> back in the 80s. Yeah, you man. Know? And then my dad's company was doing really, really good. He was making a ton of money. And we moved out of blue collar bill and into upper white middle class or upper middle class uh, northern Westchester County, where I had never seen houses that big in my entire life. Wow. And uh, it was a culture shock. I was thir just, tur just turned 13. So yeah. you know, hormones were running and my yeah, voice man. was all over the place. <laughs> I, I figured at that point, you know, I, my nickname where everybody called me Danny. And I thought, you know, like nobody knows me up here. I could, I could change who I am. I could change right. my identity. Right. So I went from Danny to, to Dan, like Dan the man, you know? Dan the man, yes, sir. And uh, I, I was up for, you know, a rough road ahead. I had no idea, you know, just, <laughs> I, I, was a, I was a new kid in town and I was like the Long Island punk, yeah, the yeah. attitude, and, and I had no idea. So 
but anyway, I, you know, after kind of being morphed into that culture, I eventually figure out how to do things. But I remember sitting, waiting for the bus to pick me up. I was about 10 miles away from my high school. I think I was 14 or 15 years old. I was working at a local shopping center, supermarket, and it just dawned on me as I'm waiting, you know, like the sun wasn't even up yet. It was winter time, it was freezing cold. And I was thinking, you know, like I'm 15 and, and, you know, outside of school and working at the supermarket, like, like, I don't know, I have zero skills. Like, <laughs> I mean, I like, you know, I've done like a newspaper route and making, you know, nickels and dimes. And, right. Yeah. But I was like, I started to hear about other cultures of people in, you know, primitive lands and, you know, in Brazil that by the time they were, you know, 12 and 13, they go through this rite of passage. Wow. And they be, you know, quote unquote, became a man. Right. And I was like, I have no, no idea about that. My dad works his face off. Everybody there, they just work a lot. And there was, very little to no guidance and mentorship. I was just, you're kind of on your own. Right. Right. Yeah, man. You know? So, uh, you know, my, my dad's whole saying was like, do anything you want. Just don't get cocked. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah, it was was great. It gave me a lot of leverage and leeway in life. And I did a lot of things. I probably looking back, I'm like, damn, that was ballsy. But, (laughs) but every once in a while, when I would get caught, I was like, Oh, you know, that's the biggest so, crime. Getting caught is the biggest yep, crime. Getting caught is the biggest crime. So, yep. but at, at that point, and I think within the next couple months, I saw this show on, it was like PBS or something, you know, when we still just had like 13 channels. Right. And it was, you know, it was Alaska, people who live furthest away from anybody else. Mm-hmm. And it was, these, you know, men and women, usually a couple that lived, you know, maybe had two or three, four kids in the middle of nowhere, snow, you know, dog, dog said the whole thing. Right. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of crazy man? Thanks. I was like, living you know, the life, Dan. You're living the life, man. What the I hell? I was living in a you know almost million dollar house. I had I was in one of the best schools in the in the world. You know, one of my friends had you know his mom was an anchor on CNBC or wow. you know would fly into places on a helicopter, and I was just like, eh, it's, it's just not for me. So I was like, I want to learn how stuff works. So I got deeply immersed into primitive skills and, and like reading about like people who, you know, made fire by sticks. And I had no idea like how to start in that journey whatsoever. Nobody right. around me was doing anything like that. They were making money. Yeah. So I, my last year of high school, I ended up doing a really cool alternative program that was called Walkabout based on like the Australian walkabout that, right. that young boys to men would do. Right. And it got us involved in community projects and like internships and it scared the crap out of me, but I knew I had to do it. I was like wanting to build confidence and I, I was not that confident. Yeah. And they started the, the, the program with a week long backpacking trip. Mm-hmm. And I remember day number two going up this hill and I caught some kind of stomach bug. And that night I puked all over myself, all over my, my new friend. <laughs> Your ex-friend, <laughs> and, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And standing out in the rain, half naked, full of puke. And, you know, this is in the uh, Catskill Mountains in New York. And, and you know, the girls are throwing me, you know, like all the Capoline underwear and just, and it was like so humiliating. But the next day I got up and I got my stuff on and, and I, you know, we, we were supposed to get to this hill. And this is the place where I could go with this other group to get evac because sick kids, you know, are going to like the weakest link thing and to pull the right. whole team down, but they didn't want a sick kid on the trip. So 
And I was just determined I'm going to get to the top of this hill. And I got to the top of the hill, puking on the side of the thing the whole time. And I got to the top of the hill and I the sun was out. Finally, the clouds broke. And I just, I literally, it was like 180. I felt like 95% better. Right. I was like, and I realized it was like this mind over matter thing that happened. Right. And I just felt better. And I begged and pleaded to stay. I was like, I, I feel way better. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I'm, I'm good to go. Good. And, you know, the crew leaders or whatever they were called, I said, all right, he's good to go. Let's, let's go. And you know, from then on, I just had this awesome, awesome trip. It stopped puking on people. And, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, as and, uh, here's you this, like, make you know, like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like he's a 17 year old with like this, you know, tiny little confidence by the end of this trip. It was like, I was a couple notches up. Yeah. yeah so you, that, that year was like this pivotal year in my development. And, awesome. uh, so I started reading books. I read this book by this man named Tom Brown Jr., who is a uh, renowned uh, outdoor survivalist and tracker, actually based out of New Jersey of all places, but in wow. the Pine Barrens, kind wow. of in the sticks. And so like two months after I graduated, my buddy and I who graduated from the small program, we went to the school and it was like, it was survival training 101 and it was like bare bones and Right. You know, getting your yeah, you know, learning some major lessons, but I but I had the desire to do it, and right. I, I the hum, like the humility I wanted that, plus I also wanted the skills. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. And yeah. So what what drove you to Alaska? What happened there? You know, I followed along that path for a while. I went to that school, that class. I got into you know making fire by friction and building huts in the middle of the woods. And right, right. And then, <laughs> and then I found I found a school in Arizona that was crazy enough to actually entertain some of those classes in the school structure in the college. I took a Greyhound trip with two buddies of mine that I graduated from. We went to Arizona. We hitchhiked all around Northern Arizona. Nice. You know, we're young budding 19 yeah. year olds. And you got uh, Grand Canyon and all that like that. We or? did. Oida. We hitchhiked to Grand Canyon nice. and, you yeah. know, learned the lessons up there. And, and I realized I went to the school and the school was like primo for me. It was like, I had the ability to take classes like that to, mm. you know, I got into like outdoor survival stuff, but I also was into how to create more sustainability. I was into like outdoor agriculture and permaculture and all these right. things about how, how to live sustainably. That's pretty cool. So yeah, that, that blossomed into, I was doing a class up in Oregon um, in between Washington and Oregon along the river mm -hmm. there. And, and I met some folks who were going to do an outdoor survival okay. in somebody's yard somewhere in Alaska. And I had to write a letter, <laughs> free internet, free cell phone, free all of that stuff. And right. I happened to write the same, the right guy at the right time. And he said, all right, we're doing this thing in June. Get your, nice. get your butt up to Alaska. I made my way up to Alaska and I met, you know, about 20 other people who are crazy enough to do that for a month. Awesome. And we did it. And by the end, there was a, it was a young woman, about 17 years old. And we became friends over the time period. And her dad came in. And they lived locally. They live in Alaska. A lot of these people were from, yeah, you know, like the lower 48. They were from mm -hmm. yeah, most of the states. And she said, uh, he was like, hey, well, hey, kid, like you got, you got some time? And I said, yeah, you know, I had no money and I had time. So right. he said, well, you want to come to this island we live on for a couple of weeks? I'll put you to work and we'll feed you. And I was like, game on. I'm so into <laughs> Damn, it. Damn, son. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's ballsy, so, man. Because, uh, I mean. I didn't know many guys, any guys that did that stuff. Maybe one guy who's going into the service, you know what I mean? Right. You know, right. or whatever, but damn, that's awesome. 
Yeah. So I, I just, I had it in me and I had that, like that urge. Yeah. You know, some guys are into girls. I was into like the, the, the essential mother earth. I was into like, like being in nature, you know, I wanted to get my, my mother earth on. <laughs> and, uh, and it was rugged. Yeah. I was like, so, so I went, had a, had a blast and he put me on the boat to get back, you know, eventually got on a plane and, and I knew I just, I wanted something about that. So mm-hmm. I moved, uh, back to Alaska or back to Arizona kind of got back with my then girlfriend that totally fell apart. So I went back to the East coast and did a lot more survival training with this guy, Tom Brown. And yeah, lo and behold, six months later, my then ex-girlfriend was like, Hey, do you want to come back? And I'm like, well, I kind of missed Arizona more than I did her, but you know, yeah. you're gonna, you know, live in this TP out in this place. And it was like, I missed the culture. <laughs> so I moved back and 12 days later, like that didn't work out. And I, I called up the number that this guy in Alaska gave me and he said, Hey man, like you happen to catch me at the right week. This is the only week we're going to be in Anchorage. We actually have a cell phone or not cell phone, just a regular phone. And he said, you're, are you going to come up this summer? Yeah. Well, you got to come up for at least six months. And I was like, I'm there. yeah. So three months, three days later, I was on a plane. Nice. There I was in the middle of nowhere. Now, and, what did you uh, learn from like being up there on that Island kind of isolated from everything else? What was like, the big takeaway factor what would kind of transformational stuff did you like happen to you you know he was a real mentor to me uh he was probably about you know, like he became a family man really young he was probably i think in his teens late teens when he when they started having when they started having kids so he was about 36 at the time and his daughter was 18 so yeah 16 17 yeah. 18 he was he started young so him and his wife and he built his own house oh. not there but elsewhere in alaska they were from new england also and I was just like, man, this guy is living such a different lifestyle. This guy, like, he's great with his hands. He's super, super, super sharp. He was willing to really mentor me and teach me how to do things. And mm-hmm. I remember one time I was, you know, trying to split a, a log in half. And, you know, I said, well, what are all those twirly parts? And why can't I break that off? He goes, well, you know, figure it out. Like, why do you think that those things, you know, why do you think it moved the way it did? And right, I just, right. I, I didn't know anything. It's like, well, right. that's where a branch came out, dummy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's called a knot well it's really hard to get <laughs> i'm like he's like you're a really city slicker aren't you? Like, all right well i'm i'm game all right yeah man <laughs> so yeah he really took me under his wing you know he had four girls and a wife and he was in the middle of nowhere right. and he took me under his wing like here's this guy who's you know just I don't know, 16 17 years younger than me and he he wants it he wants this right, and, right. Uh, we spent a lot of time together Talk to me about some things. And yeah, Yeah. it was really, really great. And and then at the end of that time period, they, I actually helped that family move away from Alaska and they were moving back to New England. His, his father owned a boat building business and he had this opportunity, you know, to build something beyond, uh, they moved to the bush like for three years just to give it a go to see, Hey, we're in Alaska. Let's just try something different. That's pretty cool. And I, yeah, I spent three days alone after they left before the next guy came in to run this or it was an oyster uh, farm. Mm-hmm. I had three days of, you know, nobody there. I was no people else on the Island. It was about a five by seven mile Island and nearest human beings about 30 miles away. Wow. It just, it allowed me to digest all that time. And I was like, I, I get the sense like I can, I can do it. Whatever right. it is ahead of me, I can do it. That's awesome, man. Gave you strength. So, and it, it gave me strength. Funny. I'm reading uh, Matthew McConaughey's book, The Green Lights, and he talks oh, about nice. 
he was in the Australian bush with this crazy ass Australian family and he couldn't deal with them. And he kind of went into himself and kind of read and journaled. And he said that, that thing that happened to me, which I hated at the time was probably the best thing because I really went introspective and discovered a lot of stuff about himself. And, and that's pretty cool. You said that because I was just reading that yesterday, but so what happened after Alaska? What, what direction did you go? I mean, I mean, was there like a, a big thing for you to do after that? Or where did you go? You know, that? that was really the, like the pivotal split of like, okay, here I had this experience. I thought, well, I could like, you know, maybe I saved up a little bit of money because I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't buying anything. And you know, <laughs> I think I was making the, a whopping hundred bucks during the summer and the 120 bucks during the winter. Wow. It's like, woohoo, I saved $1,000. <laughs> Cranking it in there. You, you know? are attracting but, the women, dog. <laughs> I know. Woo-hoo. Look at me, man. Wearing the same shirt day and day after. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like oysters. Oh, I was not a hot catch. <laughs> the new Old Spice oyster brand. Yeah. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I thought, you know, here I am, like 20. I think I just turned 22. Like, what do I do? Like, I could do really anything. And I, and I really, you know, I had this bucket list. I, I, for some reason, I was still, after all the things I was, you know, being in nature, I got this nature fill and I just, I really missed people and connecting with people. Right. And I missed like being of some kind of service. Since I was 12, I delivered papers and like worked, like I said before, I worked in supermarkets and just right. like people. I was kind of like that in between introvert and extrovert. Yeah. I came back to, to the place I went to college, Prescott. I always right. wanted to work in a, like a fancy restaurant. Did you, is that, is that New York? Or is that in Arizona? Uh, so this is in Arizona. This is Northern okay. Arizona. Yeah. Okay. So I moved back to Arizona. I met up with my buddy who was living up in Washington. He moved down. So we, we, you know, lived together for about six months and I worked in this fancy restaurant. He, he made bagels in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought, yeah, one of the things on my bucket list, I had this like van fantasy, you know, like <laughs> I wanted the blue van with the, you know, the monolith thing on the side, like just, just <laughs> awful. Just, like the thing that they say, like to stay away from like, yeah. the kids are like, that, that was the Money man day. I wanted. Had had like a moose and, you know, on the side, it was just awful. Blue carpeting inside. Yeah. So anyway, so I, oh, <laughs> I had to do the guy thing. And yeah, I started working at this restaurant and worked myself up. And after a short time, ended up being uh, one of the head cooks there. Okay. And then uh, I kind of played that through and I was like, yeah. I'm kind of done with this. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I kind of, the next couple of years, I had these checklists. I want to work with troubled teens. So I work with Native American kids who are just mm-hmm. struggling because I figured, yeah. you know, like I had this pivotal insight, mm-hmm. like how to kind of reach beyond, kind of pick myself up. I wanted That's to help awesome. them. That's awesome. Man. And uh, so then I started dating a lot of massage therapists. Nice. <laughs> all Smart these, all these health and wellness kind of bubble and all these women who are massage therapists. I was like, okay. Yeah, baby. So, Target yep, your so, environment. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, they worked on me. I learned a few things. I work on their neck and shoulder. And eventually, after like third or fourth girlfriend, she said, you know, there's a really good school down in, in Tucson. You should really go to school. I was like, that's okay. Isn't that mostly for women? I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't know about that. Yeah. And then finally, it was like, oh, I heard some good things. And one of my buddies said, hey, I'm thinking about going to this massage school. Oh, no shit. I was like, Really? Yeah. yeah. How much? How much uh, can you make doing that? Oh, you know, at the time, this is like twenty years ago. Oh, yeah, like fifty bucks an hour. 
Okay, that's good. I was like 50, 50 bucks an hour. Like I was making you know, five bucks an hour or whatever it was. Right. <laughs> like, that's just 10x my potential. I was like, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so, and yeah, obviously it's going to be full of ladies. Yeah. So man. I was like, well, lots of massage therapy. This is cool. So, and I got into it and I just, I just started to, I loved it. It was right. totally me. And, uh, awesome, and then man. I, boom, it started. And I was telling you earlier that I started three days before 9-11. So, and I just moved back from the East coast, 9-11 happened. And it was like, it was almost this, this decisive, like imprint, like, okay, this is like where you can start making a big decision, what you're going to do as more of as a career, right. not just these, you know, six month little here's and there's. Right. Wow. And, and now you weren't in New York, were you, or you were? I, I was actually, no. So I was in New York that previous summer. Oh, wow. I was kind of explore. I went back again, kind of exploring, right. like, do I go to massage in New York City? Right. I, I and finally, I was. I decided I'm going to move back to Arizona. Wow. And, like, it was like a week before I moved back, and then uh, that happened. Wow. And it was like, okay, you just make a decision. Like, you're going to be here and focus on health and wellness and, and do what you can to make a difference in the world. So Life became real. It became real, real. So I... Yeah. So Did you I know I anyone just, that was affected, you know, by that? Did you have I my mean, dad was actually working in the within a mile of the Twin Towers. Of wow. On his way to work, driving in. He is a super on time guy and very corporate America kind of guy. And he was running late for whatever got off, you know, got off or yeah, got potential reason. He heard it on the news and he just 180, you know, around, came back home. And then, you know, that day was obviously that day. And yeah. I was super blessed that he did not make it to work on time. Wow. Wow. Um, That's amazing. And yeah. Isn't that funny though? Because you hear stories about people who are, we're late for their plane, one of the planes like leaving Boston yep. or leaving certain areas, or something came up where they just decided not to go. And it's freaking it's the universe I, talking. I to heard them. that story over and over and over again. Wow. To me, after I started thinking about it, I was like, I don't know if it was it seemed extremely well planned out that 9-11, like 911, yeah. like the emergency number, yeah. like, wow, be clear and stay away, like be really on guard what's going on here yeah yeah wow that is an amazing story so you got yeah, after, it was you there. Okay, go. there you go after that happened you kind of got more clarity and like i said life got real so what did you you, know, you graduated obviously from it what happened then after you graduated <laughs> and i then i dove deep into i was like right around i'm not sure if you're you know being steeped in the massage therapy world it's like you know you get into like especially in my 20s like metaphysics i was like really into earth stuff so you know i got into astrology know all about that kind of stuff uh -huh. so you know in my then what people would consider your saturn return this is the time period in, in us in you know in astrology where you really repeat the same patterns or you try to do something completely different right and so i then was like okay i really wanted something deeper so i off the cusp did something completely i would have like not my normal like the, the, the go-to thing I went off, got married, like real quick outside of massage school. This woman like swept me off my feet. Like right. she was different culture. This Latina, she was, oh man, she was like, she was sexy. Spicy. And she had like, you know, ah, oh, spicy and yeah, like, family. And I, here I am like this Caucasian white nuclear family guy who like just wanted something different. And right. then, woo, yeah, like 
Shoom, drove to Vegas, got married, like wasn't even, you know, the guy kind of looked like Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the, the fast spiral, like, oh man, like within three months we bought a house. And back then you could buy a house in a heartbeat, you know, and then wow. not even a job. I just wow. got out of massage school. I wasn't making anything. <laughs> I became a stepdad. Like we, we started a business together and I what? just, whew. Damn. So yeah, that lasted. That lasted for about six months. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm surprised, man. I mean, that, that shocks me. <laughs> well, yeah, really. Like I've never done anything like super, you know, yeah. ambitious before. So, <laughs> so I realized like, wow, I, I knew a lot about myself, I thought, but I sure didn't know about women. these things about women. Yeah, yeah. About women. Like I knew about, you know, kids growing up in the middle of nowhere and Right. And uh, and, uh, you know, I sunk back into my old roots. I lived by myself and I just started to get to knowing, you know, like I started getting deeper into my my work. Right. What did that and lesson teach I started you to develop more of a client. about women? What did it teach you? It taught me a lot that this this is a time period. She was about four years older. I was attracted to a lot of older women at the time. And, yeah, I remember asking her, you know, like, what about. Your thoughts on, you know, the next 10 years or your thoughts on philosophy or your thoughts on like expanding. And she just, she was, I think, 30, 31 years old. And she, you know, she was a mom. She was like, I'm settled. I'm focused on what I'm doing. This is where I'm targeted. And she just wanted to free float. Right. And I was like, I was like, Mr. Dynamite. I'm like, I want to try this and explore this. And, you know, yeah. I'm willing to like trailblaze and try this new thing. And she was like, I, whoa like i yeah. don't know about that yeah and and so we started seeing at one point i just had to say like you know i uh i overcommitted and we, right. you know it was kind of one of those like Gosh. i was following the, the wrong head and here i am yeah. hey, hey and, man uh, and you know, you know I, what at least you did it six months into it right i mean that was yeah. smart because she wasn't aligned with you right and that's she what i tried aligned with me and i wasn't aligned with her yeah yeah. Yeah. And it was it was the scariest one of the scariest moments of my life uh, because I, I thought, it. oh, here's this potential. Right. You know, here's this potential. I could have a wife. I could maybe have a family. She's great in a lot of ways. But but there was something like in my gut that just said, man, like this doesn't feel right. That's awesome, man. See, you know? a lot yeah. of guys feel that. But you acted on it. A lot of guys hold that down because you're wild at heart. You're in your masculinity. You had your passion, you yeah. wanted to do, and you went with it. Yeah. And that's a beautiful yep. thing because that's what I try to tell a lot of guys. You can't, you know, don't settle into something you're not aligned with or they're not aligned with you. And follow your gut, follow your passion. I mean, it's all about self-discovery. And yeah, you learned early, man. That's that's amazing. So so what happened? Yeah, was there a lot of some... after effects after that happened, the marriage, or did did was there a lot of baggage, or was it kind of like a um no, you cut? know it, it yeah, there was somewhat, you know, it wasn't exactly like clear cut yeah. right away. But, but you know, I, I lived on my own. I started doing my own thing completely. I started actually dating somebody else who was kind of more of that, like, you know, friend you sleep with. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted somebody who was just nurturing and fun yeah. and just wanted it lighter, you know, like, yeah. The, and, and that was great for a while. It was great for a while until it was like, you know, I want something more passionate. I yeah. want something a little bit more aligned. Right, right. Yeah, and, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's it's this process of, yeah, I think, of discovery. Yeah, 
full on. And I think for a lot of young, well, for men in general, but for a lot of younger guys, it's like, you gotta, for me, I had to be willing to just try, you know, like yeah. I'm not going to be perfect. You know, I've been in a few relationships since that, since then, you know, it's almost 20 years later now. Mm-hmm. And um, finally now, literally, you know, about 17 years later, I, after a couple of other tumultuous relationships, like right. I learned yet the next level, the next layer and the next layer, <laughs> like, you know, I have two beautiful, amazing kids with two women who I wasn't fully aligned with. Right. Right. Yeah. Hey, and um, we're, we're and not that, taught really that. I mean, I think we're not taught how to really, well, I think we're taught to sell more than follow the old traditional ways instead of really following your heart and following. And relationships are a, a process of discovery, you know, and finding people that align with you is, is so I mean, you you were you had it nailed early. I think you lived. Yeah, I think that's what what it boils down to is you know if a person if the person who you're attracted to at first, you know, give it some. What I learned the last full relationship and now moving into the relationship I have now for the last three years is, I, I gave myself some time to settle. You know, right. I just Patience. I did a lot of self reflection. It was like that going back to the Alaska trip when I was 21. You know, 20 years later when I was. 41 is when my you know, after, soon after my son was born and my last relationship broke, I just gave myself a solid year, like, like really right. get back to like the essence of Dan, right? And figure out what you really want to attract into your life. And if that person's not, if, it, if that's not there at like the 90 to hundred percent, there's a, there's a gazillion fish. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm so, I'm so worth it. And, and my projected life in the future, my projected partner in the future is so worth it. That's awesome. That is, you know, I mean, it's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I, and I, you know, I, I became friends with my now fiance Valerie for a good four months before we became, you know, romantically involved. It was, that's it was, awesome. that was a whole new paradigm for me. Right. Right. You're just like full steam ahead and here you go, you know, but. This was like, hey, I'm I'm entering into a, a next phase. Yeah. Of, you know, I'm a father. I, I really want to do something big in the world for the next 20 to 30 years. And I need a partner to stand next to me to not only support my vision, but for me to support hers too. Like right. I need to be enough of that. So I had to really re-get to know myself. Yeah. And yeah. What I had to what I had to add to somebody else's life. That's awesome, man. That's I mean that that is great insight. And a lot of guys don't get there because they're stuck in a rut and they don't like go introspective. They don't leave it alone. They think they got to get right back into a relationship when maybe you should step back for a year and kind of assess yourself and what you want in life and what you don't. That's that's a tool I teach guys. Write down the 10 qualities of your dream girl, one side of a piece of paper and write down the 10 qualities you never ever will put up with. Focus on that. And that person will come to you in 60 or 90 days. And if it, if it's not the exact person you want, that's okay. But you, that's the law of attraction. And it's like what you said, you want to go on this adventure and you want a partner that wants to go along with you on that adventure. And she's going to support you and you're going to support her. And that's, that's awesome, buddy. So what, just real quickly, what, like your plans are to uh, go into coaching and you have a massage business. What are your like? What are your goals? Or what are your plans? What are you shooting for? Well, you know, being in this culture, you know, for like in the the twenty year plus mark, just being in like around lots of body workers and health and wellness practitioners, and 
you know, I got certified as a health coach about six, six and a half years ago. And you know, every single time I did a certification course, my, my bodywork business would get bigger, more robust. I'd raise my prices and I'm like, well, I'm actually doing great. Like, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have the time, you know, to right. invest in something else. And, but it, it really dawned on me about three years ago, I was, I was working super hard and this is into year number 16, I think. And I had these, you know, goals of like certain financial goals that I'd never met before. And I'd never seen another body worker, very few hit. And I was just, I was kind of doing the grinding thing, like the Gary Vaynerchuk, just grind, grind, grind. Right. And I was grinding myself into uh, pulled back, like a hardcore pulled back. I had yeah. pulled my back off like, like bad, like three or four times before. But this time it was like, you're, you're crawling for, for days, you know, and wow. just to get back to work, I was having to gulp down, you know, uh, ibuprofen by the handfuls. Wow. So like, and it was so not, I'm like into holistic health and wellness and, I was like, okay, 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 okay. Like, I got to realign here. Right. And that's when I really started getting into more of a next level of self-development. Like, is it about that, like, monetary actual point? Or is it about your whole lifestyle? Exactly. And I was like, and I actually pulled back and reassessed. Kind of gave it a big picture. It's like, you know what? Like, okay, so what if I hit that six, you know, that six-figure mark? Like, what then? Like, what do I have to offer? And, right. And it was awesome. that, that was the time period where I really had, you know, attracted into my life, my, my partner now. And, and it was like, cause I was just humbled, right. you know, like, yeah. so now my, I'm on this mission, I gave some time to heal that. Um, and since then I've, you know, I've done, I'm always into some kind of self-development. I've done a, a ton of different coaching workshops and, yeah. you know, I've worked with Brendan Bouchard's team and I've, mm -hmm. I've been to like Tony Robbins events and stuff like that. And, right. and so I'm always wanting to grow because I, my mission really is to help elevate massage therapists to be able to help them build these robust businesses to get to those six figure marks, to make a huge imprint for their, for their clientele, but doing it in like a very sustainable, uh, efficient way. Right. So just to work, you know, really smarter, not harder. Right. Right. And um, I, I love connecting with other people who are on that success mission driven, you know, purpose driven life mm -hmm. because we all have so much to learn from each other. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like everyone's got a little, little thing while other people were taking classes on, you know, how to do the next massage technique. I was learning from other business people, like how to promote yourself in a different way or how to connect with other people who see differently outside of that box. Right. That's awesome. And so it's, so really like promote that, um, I would say ab abundant mindset versus, you know, a lot of people in our healing arts community are very, they're givers, but they, they have a hard time receiving. The scarcity mode or, or just kind of like, don't think they're worthy of getting the big money. And I think, yeah. that's a lot of, I think it's a lot of people. I, I mean, think I, it's not I just in the healing arts. I have that that's struggle sure. myself. You know, am I worthy enough? Am I good enough? But, you know, I see myself grown so much in a year and when uh -huh. i've been into the self-help and coaching business it's uh yeah i gotta give myself a chance you know yeah but I, uh, I, that's awesome well i've loved i've loved seeing you know you and i like met virtually like still right. um uh, was it probably about a is it a full year yet or some yeah. somewhere around nine back in ago. april may or March or june somewhere around there something like that yeah I just and actually, it was I like, June, I just got my new bike and I think we started. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh -huh. 
And you were like, okay, you, you clearly were getting clear about what kind of, you know, what kind of message that would like really resonated with you about for guys like, Hey man, like I've been there and I've, I've fallen down hard. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's that what I really resonate with you about is like, you know, one of my favorite scenes of all movies. And I think you, you mentioned before on the call, you know, talk about a movie. I know you're going to get there, but I'm already getting there. (laughs) Is in, you know, pivotal man movie, Rocky, you know? Yeah. As a Rocky one, when he's, he's, he's just like, he says to his then girlfriend, Adrian, like, I don't, I don't think I can do it. Right. You know? And she's just like, she's like, well, give it your best shot. And he gets in the ring and he, it's a, it's just a pumble fest. Yeah. And he just wants to just make it through all the rounds. He doesn't even want to win. He just wants to make it. Yep. Go to distance. You know, and he go the distance and he, and he goes the distance and, and, and that to him, that was the celebration. Like he, he proved it to himself. Yep. And, exactly. and that's to me, like in the times when my body's ached, when I'm mentally fatigued, when I'm, I think like, you know, I've had that like ringer on me with my relationships, with the, you know, like my, you know, my kids' wives or my kids' moms and, you know, how challenging it's been emotionally mm-hmm. up and down. It's like, man, I made it. Yep. Like I'm still kicking. And still if staying. I have done this, other people can do what I've done. And if they could, if I could like help them mentor them to do that even better, quicker, whoo, like my job is like, I'm super psyched. That's awesome. But I could talk to you all day, bro. I could talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) They have a lot in common. (laughs) Well, listen, let's do our fast and furious five. So the number one motivation obviously is Rocky. Number one book, what book transformed your life? The book that transformed my life actually was called uh, The Vision by Tom Brown Jr. That was the first book that really turned me around. And it was about, uh, it was that connecting to nature in a deeper way, a vision of of the future, a vision of being kind of in alignment with your own self and mm-hmm. your own inner nature. And that like deep confidence, like I can do this. Yeah, obviously you had that, I mean, early. And that's awesome. I love that. Okay, the number one, let's say, person outside of your, your close circle who kind of like is your motivational person, your go-to person that you just love. There's a guy named, and he's kind of on the extreme side, but man, like I, I get a little extreme at times. So this guy named David Goggins. Oh yeah. And, yeah, uh, the seal, David yeah. Goggins. Badass. And he's a Navy seal and he's a badass. And he's also, he has the ability to be honest, forthright, just vulnerable with his own faults, but he helps push me to my best. Physically and mentally, and uh, and, I, and I know a lot of people don't like. Him. Usually, the people who I initially don't like, him, Gary Vaynerchuk, like these people who are kind of like these alpha males. Yeah. There's there's also a part in them that like they're real and they're they're pushing you to be your best. I love right. that. Yeah, awesome. I love that too. I love that too. The number one influence in your personal life, who was like your big kind of like person that just kind of you just loved and and was just close to you and it kind of inspired you yeah i would have to say the man nate who i lived with in on perry island in alaska he really was was honest with me he allowed me to reflect a lot of what my background was as a kid my connection to my dad and he really like took me under his wing and said you know like you know keep he gave me all these not only just tips towards life and you know what he had learned 
but also he was like, Hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same road too. I'm a man and I'm, you know, I'm a bit older than you, but I'm, I'm also trying to figure it out. And I didn't get the best roadmap, but you know, connecting with other guys and really asking good, good questions. He kind of set me on the road towards you know, finding other mentors in the future. Right. That's awesome. And like, what's your go-to motivational saying? Like, you know, I got one live with passion or, or what's it live like what's ever sets your soul on fire. What, what is it for you? There's a saying I got from one of my best survival teachers and his saying comes from all places, comes from uh, Wayne's world and it's party on. <laughs> <laughs> and man, awesome. oh man, has that come in handy so many times <laughs> when the, you know, when the rubber reaches the road and you're stepping in shit, party on. Party on, baby. I love that. You know? I love that. I, yeah, it works. Well, Dan, thank you so much, man, for taking time out and talking to me. I, I, I love talking to you. We'll have to get together and do it again, part two. This is great. This is yeah. great. Give for us sure. your information for the fellows if they want to contact you about your massage therapy business or just kind of like your wilderness stuff. I mean, that was cool stuff, too. For sure. Yeah, so you and I are friends on Facebook, so I'm definitely on, yeah, on Facebook. And then also under in uh, Instagram, I'm under the handle Aligned to Thrive with the nice. big number two in the middle. And yeah, it's all about just living life with purpose and, and uh, being connected to how you thrive in the world. Right. That's awesome, buddy. Well, thank you yeah. so much, Dan. Guys, I was Dan Desmond. And yeah, I just enjoyed this stuff. Um, guys, you can learn a lot from him. Uh, get in touch with him. He's a great guy if you need to talk to him. Once again, guys, my goal is to help 300 million men worldwide to take their balls back, make their comeback, and get their swag back. And remember, guys, it ain't over. So they're patting you on the face with a shovel. Steve Clements signing off. I'll see you next podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Get Your Swag Back podcast with Steve Clements. And if you like this shit, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. Also, if you know anyone that may need to hear this podcast, which is 90% of the men in the world, send them my way. Please send us your feedback, questions, and comments to swagbackdoc at gmail.com. I love reading hate mail. Thanks for listening, and fellas, take your balls back and get your swag back. See you next podcast.